Welcome back to My First Kicks. This is episode 141, man. And you know what? I had to bring you guys another kick talk. It's been a while because I've had, you know, really good success just bringing in guests. And of course, with that kick talk means I brought in another guest. And that guest is previously, uh, previous episode, previous guest, uh, Aaron Diaz, man. <laughs> what's up guys what's up yo uh welcome back it's been a minute and you've been you've been crushing it on on ig you know pushing it pushing it forward man it's kind of been like a. I mean you've been there kind of the whole time i mean we met what like three years ago mm -hmm. um clubhouse days and uh it's been up and down like i think personally i just had to decide if i really wanted to commit to it and do it and i think recently it's i've kind of had that push to to do it and so yeah man it's kind of it's kind of cool getting a, a cool little community based on just talking sneakers right <laughs> mm -hmm. no nah, yeah i mean it was really dope because i i've been thinking about stealing like your 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 videos real quick like not even like no, i'm not talking about like steal no 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 i'm not talking about like stealing exactly your videos i'm talking about like the i really wanted to, to talk about people on tiktok like you know like how you talked yeah. about ari like you know talking about like all these people who help build sneaker com like sneaker commute uh sneaker culture and uh I've been like I that was an idea I thought of last year, but I'm I, if you've seen any of my previous videos and stuff like that, I'm just like I feel like I'm socially like social media inept, and I and I, I don't want to be like a whiz at it. Like I don't want like yeah. that's the thing. Like they like I've had Seth, you know, same old sneakers on. I've had a ton yeah. of people that that have had really good success on you know social media, and for me, this is not the game like i don't I, I don't like it like that like i like to t i like to talk shit and i like to just have my opinions out and eat like because i don't care like what's what's really dope is when you have a conversation and you talk about each other's each other's taste and what what really hits you of this and this or what you don't like and then people don't come after you they're just trying to like understand and yeah. it's so hard to do that when you're just like i'm making a video and now you have to listen like it's just like i can't it doesn't compute to me i don't know how you do yeah. it yeah <laughs> no it's it's definitely different i think uh yeah i was kind of stuck in that mode of like trying to figure out like a formula to make it successful like i've seen seth and his videos right and he has like you you know his intro right like here's the shoe hey my name is seth like and I always was a little opposed to having something like kind of scripted like that. Mm -hmm. But um, man, social media does make you kind of play a game, you know, yeah. like you have to you have to structure it in a certain way. And because kind of like you, I, I would love to make these videos, you know, four or five minute long. And mm -hmm. and, you know, maybe I should put that on YouTube. But, you know, in order for you to gain any traction on social media, it feels like you got to really like get straight to the point or otherwise yeah. like you lose people's attention. And so it does make you play a game, but I don't know, man, similar to you, I just like talking sneakers. And so uh, that's what it really is about for me. If I grow and have like a crazy ton of followers, that's dope. But if I just can continue to meet people that have similar interests and that's enough for me. Nah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's wild. Cause like we were just recently on Mr. Miller's 
Instagram live. And it is funny because that for me to be on there, I was by happenstance. Like I was like, oh, I'll jump on because one of the guests like couldn't come up or something like that. And I was just like, I was just like, yo, I have the shoe. I'm down to talk it. And we ended up talking for like two hours on it. <laughs> we, were yeah. going for, we were going for a minute. But like, because like, my podcast and I, I strictly made it this way is like I don't like talking about new stuff on here because we, if you go, you can go to somebody who, who's, I mean, not, I wouldn't say look, collecting longer than me, but somebody who has more connections and yeah. can talk about this stuff, like the newer stuff, and you can get like good, like early looks and stuff like that. And, and I don't have that. I just have my opinion. So like, how do I diver- differentiate myself from all this other? all this other stuff that's on the internet, like and sneaker media and stuff like that. Like for me, like sneakers is, is a lot deeper for me because I didn't get to grow up with them. I had to, now I'm like, and then I, instead of growing up with them, I'm catching up with them now. Yeah. So like, it's like, like, I mean, I had sneaker den on and, and the wildest thing for me is that he was only collecting for like four years and his lane is like, Oh, I'm going to, jump into sneaker culture and let people know about it and i i've always wanted to be that but i couldn't do it <laughs> i yeah, never yeah, yeah. i never jumped into that so yeah he's only been collecting four years yeah that's crazy because not even collecting he's 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 like he's like reselling he's a reseller for sure like he's uh, a reseller okay, yeah. he's a reseller first but the thing is is like yeah you look at his stuff and it's like all old stuff yeah 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 it's not the typical like I guess it's similar to like curated van, right? Like mm-hmm. Ty from curated van where it's like his lane is like 85 Jordan ones and older shoes, but he's not like, he's super young. He's a super young kid and he's, he hasn't been in sneakers for a long time, but yeah, that's dope. I mean, I, I always think, you know, there's always opinions on resellers and I'm not the biggest fan of like the resellers who bro, you can tell have no idea mm-hmm. like about shoes or like sneaker history and it's purely profit for them and they try to mask that a little bit by you know i'm doing giveaways i'm giving back to the community and it's like no you're you're stealing from the community and you feel you know a little guilty about it and so Mm -hmm. you want to you want to give back as a way to kind of suppress that but um i love when dudes like get into it and do something a little different like actually post sneaker stories and and do research because it's not anyone that can get those old shoes Mm-hmm. and know what to do with them right or it's like a super niche market too like a lot of these new cats aren't buying older models and so um you have to find that kind of niche market that wants them nah yeah it's, it's, i mean sneaker culture and like the sneaker community i don't know where the like where has the appreciation for sneakers has gone i feel like it's yeah. so it's so in and out right like everybody's like oh this is hot I'm gonna jump in it, and now that sneakers is not hot right now, I don't think it's on a downtrend, in my opinion. Of like, you know, stuff is sitting, which is I love it, you know. Yeah. And the the habit of everybody just buying everything up is it's kind of like fading as well. And I that's like that's like the people who have been here have been, I mean, I've, I don't know if you remember when that happened. Like, I think the, the last time that happened was like the height of SBs, the first height of SBs where stuff charted, st- like sneakers started trending down because everybody's buying SBs up. And then yeah. the SB bubble bursted 
And then now they were like, oh, we got to get the Jordans. And then it was like the Jordans was going crazy. And then you get the phone posit and and then yeah. that that caused the, the other the big resell bubble. But the the fact that like, I don't know, I always found it weird and I didn't know like some some like some of these big resellers now like you know like sacred sneaks who who has crazy pairs like the craziest pairs and or like you know 2j's and stuff like that like these are people that started at like like a couple years ago with just like a little bit of like fundage and found the right shoes and then just expand, like kept, kept selling to resell and pick up like reselling to resell is like the wildest concept for me. I don't understand it at all. (laughs) I don't understand it at all, man. Yeah. I remember two J's in Vegas, like his Mm. first store and, um, and it was tiny, bro. Like, and mm-hmm. I remember hearing about him because when people used to go camping, he used to go and like pay people to like buy him pairs. You know, mm-hmm. like, hey, I'll, it's like upsell, I'll pay upscale you upscale crack over here. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's like if you wait in line for these, I'll give you an extra twenty on top. And you know, mm-hmm. if you didn't really care about the shoes, you were you were just gonna like you were gonna do it. And so I respect the hustle for sure. And and uh, something that separates you know, like two J's from a lot of other uh, resellers is the longevity, right? Like he's mm-hmm. kind of like, like if, if you, there was like power rankings for resellers, like urban necessities, two J's is like number one, right? Like there's not many other resellers that are on his level that have a shop in Dubai, you know, have the biggest oh, yeah. resale shop in Vegas. They open, they're opening LA soon. Um, and you see the respect he gets in the, in the resale community, right? Like you see guys, like I'll, I'll watch videos every once in a while of like, um, like private selection, I think they're like mm-hmm. a resale store, but they like when they have two J's in store, it's all like, bro, we're trying to be like you, you know, type yeah. of deal. But I respect the hustle, but I personally can never be like, um, I can never be okay with the gouging or like the price gouging, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the, I'm gonna buy this shoe for retail and I'm gonna sell it for, uh, you know, I'm gonna hoard the shoes. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you buy it at retail, a personal pair, and then you resell it for market. Like, bro, get your money. But I don't like the idea of people hoarding, like intentionally taking away the stock to then resell it at a high price. Because um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that don't grow up with the money to buy that. There's a lot of people that want those shoes that have connections to them that will never be able to afford them above retail. Yeah. And you're taking that opportunity from them, you know. And and for me, that's, that's no good. <laughs> I think that... <laughs> I don't know, like, for me, it's it's the, that, like, the journey was always part of it. I mean, we talked about it in your yeah. episode, like, that journey was what really sold the sneakers to me first, and it's, a lot of it, it was because I didn't have the money, and, like, once I got my first job, I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna make this conscious effort to buy sneakers, like, you know, like, the, yeah. the, the, the idea of just being like, yo, this is my money, I don't gotta do anything else with this besides what I wanna do with it, and now it's not like that anymore, like, I don't think there's anybody out there that's like, oh, I'm saving up for the next Jordan, like, or, yeah. or, I mean, you have funny people that like post videos and be like, you know what? I gotta eat McDonald's this week because I'm because I'm buying five pairs of sneakers this week. Like, uh, you can not, you cannot 
uh, not buy one of those shoes and eat regular food for the week. You know, like. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Nike Nike did a good job of like creating this, this like addiction to like, and and to be fair, like it the it's not like it's a lot of bad shoes, but Mm -hmm. you just like FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. Like, oh, why, why not when you like in the, like you could get this shoe for retail. Right. And then mm-hmm. like, you know, everyone I think has uh, like unconsciously in the back of their mind, like, yo, I could, I could resell these later if I really wanted to. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you have people and I've fallen victim to it too. Like, like I've had to like chill out in the last couple of weeks, but uh, just because bro, life is life. But mm-hmm. like, I really wanted those fat Joe air forces, just nostalgic, but yeah. I had to be a grown up and pass. Right. Cause I'm like, well, I got to buy a new car. And so, uh, but Nike, man, they release so much that like, if you are not copying, then you feel like you're missing out, which mm-hmm. is not true. Like you, bro, you have plenty of other chances. Cause next week they'll have five or six more pairs that release, you know? Yeah. It's, it's wild. Like <laughs> the idea of just being like, Oh man, I'm I, the idea of having FOMO is wild now, yeah. especially now before it was, it was. I feel like you're a common commonplace of just being, yeah. just being like, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't get it. You know, like I didn't. My report card wasn't good. I couldn't get it. Like my, oh, my mom yeah. didn't have money. You know, and we don't have that a lot now. So everybody's just buying up what they can, and it definitely just it's just oversaturates it. Everybody thinks they're a sneakerhead, and I, look, there, there's you know, there's people out here. You know, they're they'll be like, oh, it's wrong. You shouldn't gatekeep. Look. I said it. I said it on the live. Bring gatekeeping back. I'm gonna be honest. You know, it it's not as fun if everybody's down. Like it's not. It's not. It's not. I think. I don't know if you feel like this because it. Look, we talked about it on, on Mr. Miller's live. Like the the idea of oh, you shouldn't have something is like, or you being stopped from having something that's not that's not like the definition of what i'm talking about with this like gatekeeping and where you where you think this thing of ours is sacred and you're like yo what are you doing well like are you really into this it's i feel like everybody considers themselves a sneakerhead immediately and the soonest after buying or spending money on a pair of travis scott's are like yeah i'm a sneakerhead like you're like yeah oh man (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah it happens a lot with like streetwear too like mm-hmm. no i agree with you 100 percent, and i don't mean it like to keep people out i mean it to keep people who have no real interest in it out mm-hmm. right like if you are like brand new and you want to like really learn about sneakers and you are asking questions and you're like yo you know i'm looking into the shoe and i really want to like get it then it's important like for you to have an opportunity to like ask people questions and like, you know, really learn about the shoe. But I think it's like when you get people that are um, getting into it, but with real, no, like no real desire to actually get to know more about it. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Cause I see it a lot with like odd future shirts, you mm-hmm. know, like you ever see like 13, 14 year old kids walking around with like OF shirts on. And you're like, do you even know who OF <laughs> is? Like, Oh, Tyler, the creator. And you're like, Tyler doesn't even really rep Odd Future anymore, right? Like Tyler, it's been a while since Tyler had like a Golf Wang shirt or like an Odd Future shirt. 
and and then you start asking well, him about he'll it. Have, he'll have golf wings because yeah, he's still he'll he's, have golf. Uh, yeah, he'll he'll, he'll have he'll golf rep that. But like you know, when's the last time you seen Tyler in an Odd Future shirt? Right, like it's mm-hmm. like, and I'm like, you know, there's Odd Future was a huge group. There's a lot like, do you know who Earl is? Left Brain, you know, uh, um, Genesis. Yeah, Domo Genesis, <laughs> uh, Taco, right? Like, this was a whole group of people, mm-hmm. and and there's like a, a history to that. And you're like throwing on an Odd Future shirt, saying you like Odd uh, Tyler Creator, is like completely dismissing everyone else. <laughs> I mean, look, the whole where music bands like I used to be on that tip, and it, it's like. Like when remember when 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 Metallica shirts and Kiss shirts were like making the rounds of people just oh, that like... was like vintage <laughs> that was like 2020, 21, everyone had like oh rock tees. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of it and it made it seem like you were being like to me, because I'm so I'm so entrenched in skate culture, I always thought like, yo, I don't wanna be a poser. So like even that's why my recent video with the J Balvin's, I was just like, if I don't like J Balvin, I'm not going to wear his shoes. So, and I don't listen to J Balvin. I don't know anything about this dude. I'm not going to be a poser in it just because I think, oh, this is a good looking shoe. Nah, man. Like I would rather like have something on me that connects with me so that I can, I, I feel a certain way. Like, oh, I, I, I'm excited to wear this, you know? And yeah. And that the whole poser mentality of being like, yeah, man, you know, this is the fashion now. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> I've never been a fan of it. I actually hate it because, it, but, but I stopped being so, uh, what's the word, like old, old headish about it because yeah. I know for sure, I know for a fact you're not gonna go to a Metallica concert. Like, um, and and you're just spending money on 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 just the shirt you're not spending money on the ideology or the albums or you know all this all this all this culture that comes with the shirt a and you don't want to even have the conversation i think that's the worst part like if i have if i knew like a young kid that just got into sneakers and they're just they're wearing a pair of like haze dunks i don't know how they got them but they got them right and i go oh do you know what those are they're like oh do you know these are just like panda kindas or something like that oh, they say man. some dumb i'd probably be the most upset i've ever been in my life <laughs> that's like, disrespectful at that point <laughs> Dang. no you'll get it though like man I'll that's fight the him. thing I'll fight i think him that, that really point. i think that's the thing that really bothers us is that like we grew up in a time in sneakers where it was important to actually like know what sneakers you were buying. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you weren't just like when you were talking to your mom, trying to convince her to get you the pair, you were like selling them on the pair, right? Like your mm-hmm. parents here, like, mom, we got to get this shoe. Like this is a, you know, and it wasn't like collaborations were huge back then, but it was like, mm-hmm. mom, you know, you don't understand like this, this meant to represent this show. And I love that show and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Whereas like now it's like, Oh, it's, like like there's no there's none of that right it's like you go on sneakers app you like it you get it right like mm-hmm. there's no convincing anymore of like hey i really i really have a connection to that shoe but that's what created the connection for us was that having to look it up right like 
we had to get on like kicks on fire, nice kicks, like Nike talk, all these mm-hmm. blogs to see like what's even coming out. Like, you know, telling like, oh man, in six months, this, this shoe's going to come out and, and, and I need to save up money for a mom when mm-hmm. I can, can I get these for the next school year? Whereas like now everything is so instant and you hear about shoes two years in advance sometimes, right? Like mm-hmm. there's already leaks of like next, next winter's Jordan line. And you're like, eh. I mean, and especially with like content being based around it, that's because that's what gets views. And I refuse to do that type of content. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's like, I, I, I'd rather, I'd rather, I think in the long run or whatever, even, even just doing this podcast for this long, I've always just felt like if I'm trying to put out a message and the message is stories matter, like your personal stories matter, then I can't be going on my social media being like, these are the first, these are next year's first four Jordans. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> I can't do that. Well, it's just like everything is copy and paste too, right? Like if you follow any of the major blogs and, and no disrespect to them, right? Like nah, obviously, nah, disrespect them, disrespect them. Nah, <laughs> like there's some there's some that have been a while, around for a while doing it, right? Like mm-hmm. obviously you have your Nike kicks and your kicks on fire, and that's that's where where we went for sneaker news, right? Like they've been around forever. Even sneaker news isn't isn't like crazy old, but they've been around for a while. So like mm-hmm. that's what they were originally known for. But then you have all these like copycat pages now that that's like. Like, that's all they do is post, like, updates that they get from other pages, bro. And, and you know what really bothers me is you see these accounts that blow up, have hundreds of thousands of followers, and they're essentially, like, a copy and paste account. Like, they take content from other creators to post it, and, like, nothing is original on the page, but people, for whatever reason, follow it. And you're like, you don't realize that, like, they're really taking from smaller creators mm-hmm. all this hard work. and all they're doing is repurposing it for their page, but they have the benefit of the followers. So people will follow them for that information instead of saying, yo, this is actually a dope video that Haas posted. Let me, let me follow him because Mm -hmm. he's the one that created it. But they're just like, Oh, I'll go to this page. And it's like a one-stop shop, right? Like they'll get all this other content for free on there. Yeah. uh, I mean, perfect. (laughs) Look, I have a personal beef with plugged in IO and (laughs) they they suck all they do is repost other people's stuff and not credit them and i used to call them out er on every post and be like yo where's the credit for such and such where's the credit for this yeah did they block you they didn't block me uh Uh but there was one time or maybe they did block me i know on threads i posted i was like a response to to something sneaker news said and now it was like it was like something about who who's like who who's not who are you not following on threads or something like that and i was like oh i'm just glad uh plugged in io isn't on here yet or something like that it was something like that and they saw i didn't even at them i they saw (laughs) it and they were like they were like oh uh it was something like a response of like being like oh didn't know uh, I, di- I didn't know we had haters or something like that. And I was just like, I, I was just like, wow, you, you really, you really, you really vanity searched you guys yourself. Cause <laughs> I didn't, I didn't tag you in it. <laughs> and they like, they like, 
those pages like they net they don't get it ever like that's the that's a weird thing like you're like bro you're literally stealing other people's work mm-hmm. reposting it and not even giving them the courtesy of like crediting them with what they did yeah. and so and then for you to just feel like that's okay because it's working for you just says a lot about you right and so mm-hmm. it is kind of a frustrating it can be frustrating sometimes because you there's people like us that are really trying to do it right and you you've been a lot more consistent than me so you definitely deserve more flowers for that but um we're trying to do it the right way and not compromise our message like you said just Mm -hmm. stick to what we like sharing opinions that we hold true to ourselves but i had that happen with um like the jordan ones daily page Mm -hmm. where they reposted one of my videos and they gave me credit which is dope but then on their page it got you know couple thousand likes you know uh like 50k views Mm -hmm. and then on my page it got like you know 90 likes you know whatever it was right and so i felt some type of way because i'm like it's cool to get reposted but at the same time like i'm the one that made the video right (laughs) like why is this getting so much why is this getting so much love and traction on a on a feature page essentially um instead of the person's own page right and Mm -hmm. i think if we can I think if we can get people to start realizing that and saying like, oh, shoot, like it's important, like, cool, you can support Jordan Ones Daily or all these other blogs. And it's not a bad thing, but also take the time to support the people who are providing them their content. Right. Because very rarely are they posting original content. Before we jump back into the episode, I want to talk to you about Drops and Collect by Soul Savvy. With Drops and Collect, you are able to stay ahead of the game. Using drops, you can enter raffles and set alerts for any and all restocks. It will help you never miss another release ever again. And after you cop some fresh kicks, use collect to manage your collection. I'm also still in the process of adding my kicks to collect. And it I'm telling you, it takes some time. But what's really cool about collect is that you can also make trades with no fees if you're a current member. But don't worry, if you aren't a member, you just have to pay a flat rate of $8. Now, how do you get to these apps? All you have to do is use the link in the description of this podcast or in the link tree for this podcast. Download these apps and grow your collection by helping the podcast. That's right. Just use the links in the description and start expanding your collection today. Yeah. It, it's wild. I mean, even recently, uh, Soul Loco, uh, and they all they only post like other people's stuff nonstop. So, but they posted uh, somebody making the the Air Force One cowboy boots. Yeah. Did you see that? And do you know? No. Oh man! And they no, the dude. So somebody posted that. Uh, no, they posted that and he's like, they're making it, but they're making it with the, with the Travis Scott reverse check on it. Oh my gosh. And and it looks terrible, but yeah, it's not the original, like Andy, Andy, uh, if, if anybody knows soon to be guest on this podcast, zero eight, 23 AM. I think it's, that's his at follow him. He's the original person that made the, the air force one cowboy boots. And he, he's, I mean, he's gone viral a bunch of times. Like the dude is everywhere. And for somebody to steal his design, not try to like, you know, credit or anything. And then they just post that video because they know they're like, Oh, 
this is so this like this is a another uh air force one boot and and uh, like somebody's like and then they're like try to hype it up too on top of that i was just like man this is like the copycat on like the most the double copycat thing i've ever seen like (laughs) this might be as as bad as reps (laughs) yeah but they get away with it bro and that's that's the crazy thing that they get away with it and um i think it's important that that people do what you do like you have to call them out and ask them to give people credit because if Mm -hmm. not they'll just keep doing it nah yeah in the comments i was literally like if it's not uh at zero eight twenty three a.m it's not that's not it ain't it that's what i put i put and then andy liked it but like it's just wild that that people can just like steal like it's not when when did we all become so unoriginal right that's the, that's yeah. the most how many times do we have to see the same people like the 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 same content being sent to us all the time like, and then and then when you try to do something different it doesn't do anything like that's, well, that's so wild we're being taught, bro that's what we're being taught uh, by the social media gurus so more people do it. And like, how many times are you scrolling through like the reels and you see get ready with me or like, right? Like it's like every day is like, there's like five or six and I get it. Like, but that's what, that's what it's popular. That's what get views. So instead of like being original and staying true to their message, you compromise Mm -hmm. a little bit and you start doing those type of videos, hoping that the algorithm messes with you and actually promotes you. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but you see it all the time, right? Like that's why early looks get such, uh, such uh, good traction. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's just you're we're kind of taught by social media to make things look a certain way, so that they're willing to promote you and, um, and like push your content. But then it's like there's no diversity in content, right? Like then you have people doing the same same type of deals, and you're right. Then when you try to step outside the box and do something a little different it makes it like no one's really messing with it right like mm-hmm. you don't reach the masses that that they do i mean it's frustrating i've been doing this we're about to go into year three now with, with this podcast you know and it's it's tough to get the word out especially when i'm doing everything by myself you know and yeah and then it's tough to just like i mean look at a certain point, I already I I'm like I'm doing this for me. It's not yeah. about all the extra stuff that you see that other podcasts get. And but I will say I be getting bitter. I be getting very bitter about it. And then, and then I have yeah. to like take a couple steps back and be like, all right, man, you know, you're doing this for you. Um, you know, if the followers come, the followers come. If the people listen, the people if the people mess with you, people mess with you. Um, I mean, I've been doing this for almost three years. And yeah, it's it's tough, but let's hard segue into the segment of this show. So yeah, <laughs> as as y'all know, my bad. It's been a while. Yeah, uh, so let's talk about some three. Let's talk about three kicks that we think everybody should be up on. My first pair, and I'm a, I'm a I'm pretty sure you know this shoe. Uh, <laughs> But this is, I'm going to say, this was, this is, this was like the Corona. Well, I'm from Corona Queens. So, like, this was okay. like the Corona classic at the time. If you were of Hispanic heritage, you loved this shoe and you loved wearing Nautica jeans with it. And, <laughs> and, and I 
I want this shoe back, but I don't want to spend buku bucks for it. And we're gonna talk. I'm gonna talk real quick about the Air Max Plus, the the Air Max Ooh. Plus Hyper Blues. They I don't remember when they originally dropped, but this is the 2018 pair. Just to give you guys a little rundown, uh, to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the Air Max Plus, Nike released the Air Max Plus Hyper Blue in 2018. The sneaker features a mesh upper in a hyper blue color scheme with wavy black TPU upper uh, overlays. The sneaker also boasts an elastic, elasticated lacing system for an adaptive fit, a padded tongue for comfort, suede and leather details along the mudguard and heel, and an Air Max unit in the midsole for responsive cushioning. So... <laughs> I don't know if you were you a big fan of this shoe, Aaron. No, Air Max Plus. No, <laughs> the TNs. No, I mean I thought they were cool, but I, I can't say I, I ever mm-hmm. owned a pair or went after a pair. So mm-hmm. no, I can't. I can't front and say I did. <laughs> nah, I mean this is totally just like us. A little like a little group of people used to wear this shoe. I mean, yeah. I'll tell you. I don't know if I told the story on here, but. I'll tell it if in case you you hear if in case you heard this story, then my bad. But I remember I used to have a friend, and this friend was like eight years older than me or something like that. This dude was old, yeah. right? And I don't know why he was <laughs> hanging out with a with a 12, 12 year old, but um, he gave me a bunch of clothes. He was just like, "Yo, I'm not, I don't these these don't fit me. Here you go." And around that time in Corona, like. I mean, Latin Kings were running it. So, like, basically everybody had to dress kind of the same at that time Um, in terms of just, like, if you you down with them. So it was, like, boot-cut Nautica jeans. That's what he gave me. He gave me boot-cut Nautica jeans. And then you'd wear, like, a... Like some weird, sh- like a like a graphic tee, but it wasn't even like a popping graphic tee. It was like it, yeah. fe- it looked like you could find it in a Goodwill right now, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a like but it, or like or like a, a a school of hard knock shirt, right? And you and then he gave me a pair of, t- uh, of the Air Max Pluses in this colorway, in this cobalt blue, highball hyper blue colorway, and there were a size one size too small. And I I still rocked them because I was like I yeah, thought yeah. I was I thought I was fresh man I thought I was <laughs> killing it man and it was not it was not popping uh, my feet were hurting every single day so I never was able to get another pair to replace the one that I was wearing but I thought I was the shit I'm telling you bro yeah. I'm telling <laughs> I, I I used to be like yo I and I am the shit right now when I put these on and I haven't been able to replace them. So I definitely want to get another pair. I hope these get re-released because I am not paying three hundred dollars right now for a pair of these. Sheesh, definitely not. That's what the going price is right now. Oh wait, no. There's not even a. There's not even a, a listing, but there's a size twelve for four hundred and eighty-five dollars. Oh my god! The last sale was, uh, six hundred bucks. Hell no. <laughs> there's a used Yo, pair. There's a used pair for two ninety two. I'm still not paying that. Yeah, people probably just be people would just be putting those prices up to see what people will pay, bro. Mm-hmm. Like it's there's no way, no way someone actually paid that at all. 
I be think I'm in no luck. way. I be I I really truly think that you know some of these shoes that don't be selling like that. Yeah, they there's like like the resellers will go on a different account and buy the shoe off of themselves just to say they got. Hey, my, yeah, just bro, that's yeah. I I can believe that because some shoes I'm like, there's no way you were able to sell that for that price, mm-hmm. and then, but oh, bro, like the last sale was four hundred something. Yeah, I'm sure it was, you know, <laughs> you, you and your reseller friend helping each other out. Like, bro, go ahead and pay 400 for these yeah. so we can drive up the price and then we can repost it, you know, and sell it to someone else. They're not slick. I remember I used to do that when I put a shoe on eBay. I'd be like, yo, yo, my man, yo, like I'll ask all my friends like, yo, just bid, like boost this bid on this real quick. Like, yeah, yeah. just get an extra couple, like, you know, 10, yeah. 20, 20 bucks on somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get a, a couple extra bids. <laughs> All right, what's your what's your first shoe, Aaron? All right, I'm gonna record it also on my camera so I can like <laughs> dual dual content. <laughs> I have my camera set up here. I'm like, bro, let me let me take advantage of this setting. I'm never in this setting, so I have to. I have like my little camera set up right now, so I'm like, mm-hmm. let me see if Oz will let me uh, record this real fast. All right, first one for me. I'm gonna go ahead and read. I'm gonna go ahead and, and tell you. Read the little synopsis. Mm -hmm. Uh, Essentially, a low-cut version of the Air Jordan 8 retro playoff. This Air Jordan 8 retro low was released in 2003. The design is distinguished by a multicolored streak print that adorns the heel, inner lining, and outsole. Other defining features include a black Durabuck upper, gray midsole, red Jumpman branding, and embroidered 23 logos on the asymmetrical midfoot straps. And so, of course... I'm talking about the Air Jordan 8 playoff low. And I talk about this shoe quite a bit. Um, but, bro. What like, year, year these it, came out again? 2003. They should have stayed there, all I'm saying. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. No. All right. So I picked these shoes up for multiple reasons. So the first mm-hmm. reason, uh, or I picked these shoes for the podcast today for multiple reasons. The first one. I think it just defines like a super dope era in sneakers. Like 2003, obviously, we had um, like the 19s came out. Mm -hmm. The Air Forces were at an all-time high. Mm -hmm. Um, Dang. It was just a dope era in sneakers, 2003. I think that's when we got started getting like 11 lows as well. Oh, my! Um, one one of my favorite shoes came out that year. Which ones? The... the Air Force One High Stash, the one night only. Yeah, oh, the stash. Yeah, yeah. Nike was doing their uh, their artist series back then, two thousand three. I think the mm-hmm. the Shady Burst came out two thousand three. Uh, the Futura. The for, yeah, the Futuras. The was I think the Air Force Two. The um, the Atmos. Uh, not Atmos. Espos. No, not Espos. Yeah, the Espos. I think mm-hmm. were two thousand three, and then you think. 2004 we got 2004 i think nre nred dunks right 2004 um or was that 2003 as well i think but anyways they just the uh the espos were 2004 oh those are 2004 as well Mm -hmm. um but anyways yeah that 2003 2004 05 i think man was like a golden era in sneakers and so these just represent that era and um but yeah, these are a shoe I've, I've loved since then. Uh, I remember getting these 
uh, I've told the story many times from like, you know, the, the friendly neighborhood crackhead who mm-hmm. stole stuff from people to pay for his crack. And East New York, baby. Uh, he stole these, uh, you know, on, on a uh, Liberty Avenue. If you're familiar with uh, East New York, I think they mm-hmm. called it, it's like city line. Other people call it. Um, but there's a bunch of shops. I don't know how it is anymore, but it used to be like a bunch of shops, like your Foot Locker's, Champs, everything was there. And uh, some dude sat there. He followed the dude in the store, happened to wear my size. And uh, the dude sat outside at a bus stop, put the shoe down, tie his shoe, and he grabbed it and took off with it. Oh, and my so, God. <laughs> so I feel bad because I, uh, you know, poor dude just walked out of the store buying these. And, you know, my friendly neighborhood crackhead you know, to go off. Was the, how much did he, how much did he, how much did he charge you for him? I think he charges like $70 for them, like $60, $70. That's probably like a lot of money like, for him too. He was like, yeah, for him, <laughs> yeah, for him, he was like, and you know, the worst part was he would come into the, into the place my mom worked and he just asked me, he's like, what shoes you want now? And I'd be like, all right, let me, let me get a pair of these. And he would be like, all right, let me, let, give me a couple of days. And then somehow he show up with the shoe. So I don't know, man. I, I'm not, I'm not saying I condone it, but I definitely wasn't fighting it back then. <laughs> <laughs> man. I mean, the only, the only, it's funny because you just made me remember about the time when I was working in game. No, I used to, when I was hanging out in GameStop, there was this dude who would always have stuff to trade in. And he'd be like, yeah, he'd be like, yeah, I bought this GameCube and all this game, all the games for twenty dollars <laughs> from this crackhead. I was like, "What?" <laughs> and, yep. he's like, and he would just keep coming. He would just keep coming back. Like, yeah, man, now I got a Xbox, all these games, you know. <laughs> yeah, they weren't playing, bro. They, they. I mean, obviously, addiction is a hell of a thing, right? And. uh and they were doing whatever they could to feed that. And it just happened to benefit me, you know, <laughs> more than it should have. So, <laughs> nah, yeah, I feel you. All right, man, my second shoe. Uh, wow, I just closed the no wrong thing. Here we go. My second shoe. Uh, it's a shoe I first, I'm going to say at first I did not like them in the, in the, the forums days. And then... After I got my first pair, once I finally was able to buy the chlorophylls, I was like, now I need all the trainers in my life. But specifically, I need this trainer in my life. And that is the Air Trainer 1SB Huff Gold Digger. Now, these... Rest in peace, Huff. Rest in peace, Huff. Uh, Long-time Huff guy. Me. That's me. (laughs) The... uh, uh, designed in partnership with Huff, the Nike Air Trainer 1 SB Gold Digger launched in 2005 as the follow-up to the Creative Partners' iconic tie-dye dunk, which is a grail for me. Uh, probably will never be able to buy them. Uh, whereas the, that shoe celebrated San Francisco's hippie movement during 1967s, the, during the 1967 Summer of Love, this pair goes back even further. Finding inspiration in the California California Gold Rush of 1848, the retro trainer makes use of a brown leather upper with contrasting accents in red and orange around the collar and toe box. Oh, open brown, 
mesh reveals a shiny underlay in metallic gold. The lateral heel is marked with an embroidered graphic that combines SF with a cross, pickaxe, and shovel. And I remember being on the forums and being like, this shoe is ugly. But, <laughs> you know, as time goes on, I feel like I your, your, your taste changes. And I'm like, I, now I need to get these in my collection. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I, I used to wear, I, I used to wear, I used to, I want to say, like, I had Huff stuff. And, I, and one of my favorite things were just buying a lot of Huff sneakers. Like, their Vans collabs are always my favorite. But. Yeah, the this this is these are are I'm gonna try to get these because the prices aren't crazy, but at the same time it's like I'm pretty sure they're like it's it's a shoe from 2005. It's definitely not yeah. gonna hold up, you know. Those those that as soon as I put my foot in it, it's gonna be a wrap. Like, <laughs> bro, that's what is happening right now to all my like 04, 05 Air Forces, like. Mm-hmm. As soon as I walk in them, I can feel that bubble. I had a pair of Air Spiritons, mm-hmm. and I love the Air Spiritons, but I was wearing it, and I could feel the bubble just got really squishy. And I'm like, oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> That's tough, man. The I, Look, the, the Air Trainer one, I mean, it's Mr. Miller's favorite shoe. I yeah. I, I severely slept on this one because I'm, I'm pretty sure people were selling this shoe for, like, $87. I Like, I remember seeing people mm-hmm. trying to offload this stuff. And and I've recently, I'm going to make a video on this, but I'm going to do, like, a little series of, like, uh, forgotten SB models. And Oh, that's dope. Yeah, the... Uh, hopefully the first one will be out by the time this is out. But the, you know, I, I, it's funny because, you know, the dunk gets so much love. And and I, even me, when I first started collecting, I was always like, yo, SB dunks, SB dunks. And then, uh, you know, you learn about the F- FC, the Zoom FC, the Trey, the the Angus. Blazers. Blaz- I mean, I had one of my go-tos was a black and, pair of black and white blazers. And I used to kill i used to kill them bro like i paid i think 60 bucks for them but they were mad comfortable and i was just like every day black and white blazers yo i got a a, a little exclusive for this mm-hmm. and it may be out but um i just made a video on the um the milk cartons oh that's my and, favorite uh, that's that's a grill right bro, there too. those the vanilla ice mm-hmm. um yeah there was a time man like when blazers everything blazers put out uh hit like those the milk cartons probably one of the best shoes of all time and and it's forgotten so hopefully you use it for your series <laughs> <laughs> i don't think it's forgotten but uh i had ryan sullivan on uh yeah if you aren't familiar with him but he he actually i think one of his i think he talks about it in the episode it's like one of his friends designed that designed that razor so that was that was Dang. really cool to learn but like yeah that that shoe i remember when those milk crate blazers just like showed up and i was like i was like Oh my God, these are fire! I need these, and then I I couldn't ever find them, and yeah, impossible to get. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, damn, that, that those are two shoes. This, uh, that the milk blazer, the milk crate blazer, and the Bauhaus dunks have eluded me my entire like collecting, like, and, and it's funny because I didn't even know the Bauhaus dunks dropped, and I and when they dropped, I was like how did i miss this and then 
I used to go and eat at Bauhaus for like every week. I was there just getting pork buns every week. And I remember <laughs> I remember asking them being like, yo, is there any chance you guys have like a size 13 at Bauhaus dunks downstairs that you just like have there? And they're like, exactly. and they're like, <laughs> and they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Like, oh, dunks? What? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, look, these uh, uh, trainer ones, uh, these air trainer ones, they're really nice. I, I would love to have the, like, I think it's what, four pairs of uh, air trainer ones that came out for SB. Uh, the medicine yeah. ball, the chlorophylls, these uh, gold diggers, and I think just like a regular color. It was maybe like an infrared color or something like that. I, yeah. I don't, I'm not, I'm not too sure, but the i love it when a brand at, like when they do a collaboration and this is like one of the first few times where they were just like you know what we're gonna do an older model and they'll see what happens and this is fire but what's your second shoe all right so my second shoe uh following the turtle dove and pirate colorways the yeezy Boost 350 Moonrock features a Moonrock Agate Great Prime Knit Upper and a Moonrock Boost Outsole. First previewed on Instagram by Kim Kardashian and released November 14, 2015, mm -hmm. the Yeezy Boost 350 Moonrock was sold exclusively at stores that carried Yeezy Season Season 1 apparel. And so uh, my... Um, pull them out. My second shoe is the Yeezy Moon Rock. Uh-huh. And um, first of all, it's like the whole set of Yeezy 350 V1s is a grail for me. And I have, I was able to get the restock of the Pirate Blacks and uh, I got, you know, I hit the Turtle Doves on Yeezy mm -hmm. Day. But um, these represent a time in sneakers where Adidas was more popular than Nike. Mm -hmm. And, um, at least in the niche sneakerhead community, right? Like Ultra Boost had everyone in a chokehold, like the the NMDs, Ultra NMDs. Boost, NMDs, Ultra Boost, they were the shoes, right? Like those were the shoes that you that you rocked. Um, and it showed how powerful Kanye was in the sneaker space, right? Like there's not a lot of people in that era from like, man, 2006 to like 2000 and 20 1920 anything kanye did did numbers and he influenced the entire culture based on what he did but this little period it was like a, a almost like a rebuilding period for nike they were trying to figure out how to you know the you know, we've heard kanye say it before like his mm -hmm. whole idea was to kill the sh kill have a shoe that would kill the roshi mm -hmm. and uh and uh, he did it with the 350 and um so it really took those those uh, years, Nike really was trying to figure out how they were gonna, you know, compete with that. But yeah, that's a um, that was I would say, sneakers definitely. I would say he had a chokehold until 2017. Until you think so till the Virgil, till the Virgil. That's what, exactly what I was looking at. I was just like, okay, you know, I would believe it if maybe they came, uh, until the 10 came out. But yeah. I think once Virgil dropped that one, it was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Nike, whoa. Nike made a comeback. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I mean, you got to think um, like all, all that he did with Nike before that too, right? Like it wasn't just Adidas. Like, you know, 
we everyone talks about how famous he made the infrared sixes, right? And the the Chicago Jordan one, and mm-hmm. um, you know he had everyone wearing leather pants. I mean, not me. I couldn't fit into leather yeah. pants, but you, you know, <laughs> nah, but you know, you know the fit. Yo, look what he did with the fly knit trainers. Like, think about how many people were rocking fly knit. Trainers. Oh yeah, I think I think that <laughs> uh, Kanye was definitely um, like a tastemaker. Like, if you weren't if you weren't dripping anything Kanye related, uh, you weren't you know relevant in my opinion like like i'm not in my opinion and everybody else's opinion is what i meant to say the for me see that's the thing like yeezys have would never like sold to me right i i never bid down on it i i had to be gifted a pair in order for me to have it and and i have the 350 v2s but for me i don't know i did it just never I never took him as being like, oh, I'm into his stuff. I'm into into the way Kanye dresses because I was never in, yeah. like once I got into skate culture and like and like punk stuff and and dre- like messing around with what is hip hop and what is hip hop to me. And I yeah. never was into like what everybody else was listening to. So wh- when people are were all wearing Yeezys, I was like, no. I'm not doing yeah. that, you know. So I never. And then when you pulled them out, I was like, I was like, I don't know. I don't think I like them either. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you got it. Kanye was, Kanye was like a lot. I feel like a lot of sneakerheads felt that way. Like you talk to a lot of like sneakerheads that have been around for a while, and I think the 350 because it became so mainstream. Right. Like you see that shoe everywhere. Like you see it at the gym, you see it at the mall. And like it's also like that shoe, like we talked about earlier, that non sneakerheads wear. Right. Like well, you could be at the car dealership and a random, you know, 45 year old man is wearing 350s, doesn't know anything about sneakers, but he knows those are Kanye's. Right. Like mm-hmm. he knows those are Yeezys. And so Kanye kind of he he surpassed this like um like niche market and he became mainstream right people because of how big how big of an artist he is and that's i think why some a lot of sneakerheads were hesitant to the 350 v2 because it was a shoe that was like yo people that have never bought a pair of shoes outside of ross or marshall's before are now like rocking 350s right and then Mm -hmm. they're going back and they're buying more and more and um but yeah that's not a not a hot take or un- unpopular opinion. I I feel like I've I've uh, there's a lot of sneakerheads like that. Even my own cousin, like I was buying Yeezy 350s, and Brian could care less about them, right? Like I gifted him a pair of 350 V2s, and I think that's the only pair that he's ever had, and and he could just care less for them. And I mean, there's other models like uh, you know the 700. I feel like was also very mainstream. Like I mm-hmm. think that was more of an acceptable shoe for people like. Uh, old sneakerheads were even wearing like the wave runners right like that's the one that got a lot of people but yeah that i hate, it. I hate the wave runners i hate <laughs> no. them to me to me they hate wave runners because <laughs> they i would it looks like it's like a fake skate shoe and uh, it's so bulky and i was just like yeah. man this shoe is is like weird <laughs> like it never the it I think it it just never bit it never bit down for me uh, like I never bit down on it or whatever you want to say like the yeah. 
the idea of the shoe being so big. And then when you look down, it's like your feet is mad wide and people were just <laughs> constantly on him. And I was just like, I was like, I don't, I don't see it. I don't get it. Like, like, I, I guess, I mean, I never, like I said, I never, I never really fully bit. I never really fully got the Kanye bug in terms of just like without outside of his music. Like, yeah, I, I, for me, his fashion was like, that's cool. Like I see it. I mean, I've always been a bigger dude. So when it comes to fashion and stuff like that, I wasn't able to really partake. So I don't I never really paid attention to it. And I never really thought that he was like, yo, he's dripped out. Like, no, nah, I've always yeah, yeah. been like, like, I, I like looking. I like seeing people in like, you know, if I compared to like how I dress is just like, OK, I, I try not to be, you know, super blinged out you know, and the Louis Vuitton or whatever, but I'll, yeah. I'll rock a pair of dope kicks. And, and I think that for me to be like, Oh yeah, I'm finally like down with like all these Yeezys and stuff like that. I think it, it, had, <laughs> it had to add for me to be like, I had to, I had to like bite down on the whole. Yeah. Yay is, is it right now? Yeah. <laughs> Man, I mean, not to poo poo your second <laughs> shoot, but, but <laughs> my bad. <laughs> nah, you're I, good. <laughs> all right, all right, cool. Let's just jump onto the last shoe. My last all shoe. Right. Uh, my last shoe is the Extra Butter Saucony Originals White Rabbit Shadow Six Thousand. Ooh, uh, I like that. <laughs> these are, these are absolutely fire. I wish I was. I wish I'm gonna hopefully get, try to get these. All three of these shoes for the listeners and anybody watching this, uh, I will be trying to get. I don't know how long it takes, uh, but I will be trying to get. I still have to have to get a shoe that is a non Nike shoe. I haven't done that this year, and I promise I would this year. All right, so I have to make sure I do that. Just remind me. I just reminded myself. It's, <laughs> it's, I only have three months left to do it. <laughs> Bro, um, honestly, I, so um, not to interrupt you, yeah, yeah, you're saying, bro, but extra butter right now, I'm the type of person that I'm always looking at the sales mm-hmm. <laughs> at a website, right? Extra butter has a sale uh, code, like autumn, get an extra 20% off. But bro, they have so many Sauconies. Like I have like, yeah like 10 in my cart right now and it's like 500 bucks for all of them and i'm like dang like these sockneys are so accessible and and it's not even hating on them but it's just like they're such a dope shoe that's underappreciated big time big time um all right so the white rabbit shadow 6000 is constructed of premium leather pig suede and sport mesh with reflective underlays the traditional running man found on the woven tongue label of most Saucony original products has been replaced by a custom white rabbit silhouette. The box and insole were designed with a vibrant and colorful psychedelic overhaul contrasting the the simplicity of the shoe itself. Lastly, Extra Butter has designed the shoe with a hidden element that speaks directly to the original inspiration of further down the rabbit hole. Now, if you aren't familiar with this shoe, which I feel like not many are, this shoe is definitely a play on Alice in Wonderland uh, and going into the Mad Hatter's rabbit hole or whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, it's this shoe is like so dope, and it and it has just primary colors on it: red, blue, uh, red, blue, and white, red, white, red, and blue. And 
I don't know how I missed out on this because this came out in 2020, 2021. So I'm hoping to actually get these. I don't know how, but if Extra Butter, if anybody at Extra Butter is listening to this and you have one just sitting downstairs, size 13, let me know. Okay. <laughs> but I, I just think, like, I mean, I really wanted to get, because I made a video recently, I made a video about the only Sockenies that I have in my collection. And I, and, it's funny because it, in my head, as I made, as I was making it and thinking about it, it, I realized that it really does take a collab that means something to me in order for me to like forget about a brand. Because like I'll mindlessly buy a pair of Nikes. Like I'm always looking at a pair of Nikes, right? <laughs> yeah. So, but I think that comes from I was so and as like Nike SB do or die for so long. That is hard. Yeah. Like once you see that check, the check kind of does sell it, and then you sell it to yourself on top of it. So, for me to switch, it does take a brand, a collab for me to be like, okay, like this is now I'm starting to pay attention because once I got my first, once I got the the Ronnie Feig um, Nix A6 Gel Light Twos, oh, yeah, yeah, right, Gel Light Threes, no Gel Light Threes, yeah, three, yeah. Once I got those, the that's when I was like, oh, I'm looking at ASICs all the time. And I was just buying ASIC after ASIC. And <laughs> and and this is like, I would like to get more Sockenies, but definitely I would like to get this one. And once I once I like unleash the cap on it, then I'll probably be like, oh, I got to get these two. I got to get these two. But it's definitely a... It's really hard to switch, at, like, because yeah. I think it, like, Nike is so accessible. You know, you get the sneakers app. Everybody's tweeting about them, uh, and, or like, whenever you're on social media, everybody's talking about mainly, mainly Nike items, and and it, it's just, it's just really hard to be like, yeah. So check out this Shadow Five Thousand. You know, like nobody's gonna be like, people be like, what are those? You know, and I think I hope. I mean. Shout out to Saucony. I hope, you know, you guys keep doing these dope collabs because, like, recently they just dropped the color. What was it? Uh, um, color Plus. The Saucony oh, Color Plus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's, like, a cool... Br- Is it this? Mm, no, it's not this one. It's something else. There was a recent Saucony collab that just dropped out was like a brown shoe wasn't it wasn't it the the shadow two the color plus like the grid shadow two no that's the that's the previous one there was one that's Uh, there's one either is is dropping now or like real soon um but I i really like that shoe and I just think that in the I, I have to be more open to other brands and like pay attention to other brands because I can't just be tunnel vision just Nike all the time. Yeah, so, you know. It's hard though. Yeah. It's hard. Um yeah, so, yeah it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so your your third shoe. All right, well it looks like we were in sync because my third shoe is a sock and E. J Tips first shoe I remember who fronted or remember who fronted and uh 
Let's see. Let's get a, a video for the <laughs> for the folks watching on video. Um, yeah, man. I haven't worn these yet, actually. I think I need to bust these out this week. But I think this represents a new era in sneakers, right? So mm-hmm. I think um, obviously J Tips is is um, kind of what's in right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a great era for black designers, right? You have the Joy Fresh Goods, you have Salehi, you have J Tips, um, you know, a Cold Wall. You have, I mean, till the separation for some some Supreme Tremaine. You mm-hmm. just have like a lot of black designers at the forefront. Oh, I don't Nina know about Chanel. Tremaine right now. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. You know tell the separation from. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see where that goes. But um, uh-huh. you know, you have Nina Chanel, just a ton of people, a lot of black designers that are getting there. I mean, obviously the Whitaker Group. Um, but I think one, I really appreciate Saucony's willingness to give people a shot. Right, I think um, they're one of the few brands that will work with brand new art, uh, brand new designers and give them their first shoe and give them an, an opportunity to learn and establish their reputation mm-hmm. as sneaker designers. And so I always got to clap them up because not a lot of people are willing to do that. So, um, yeah, this is kind of, I feel like I love all the little details, like the made by J tips, you know, the, the remember who fronted mm-hmm. like on the, on the heel right there. Uh, just like the floral patterns throughout the the use of different colors um just a good shoe man so this is the third shoe uh but let me let me read the synopsis so that we get a, a more full idea mm-hmm. the j tips and saucony grid azura 2000 remember who fronted delivers a debut collaboration shot through with a riotous blend of colors the mixed material upper combines a beige a beige mesh base base with suede overlays and clashing violet aqua and red hues, a multicolor floral print decorates the suede mudguard, while a black and white checkerboard print embellishes the back heel. The sneaker sits atop a pink EVA midsole inscribed with Remember Who Fronted across the medial heel. Underfoot, a semi-translucent rubber outsole features triangular lugs for superior grips. So, yeah, man. The... One of the dopest releases. I know a lot of people have it in their like top five, top three releases of the year, and so mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see where it where it lands at the end of the year when people have all the shoes to pick from. But I think definitely it's a top three shoe for me. I mean, I, I wasn't lucky to get a pair, um, oh, but also shout out to Jay who yeah. works in collaborations uh, and making these collabs happen uh, is really yeah. dope. He's done some great work, and I think his route of collabing with these young like and and i mean lesser known brands is really dope because it it gives them more chances to actually try things like that j tip yeah. shoe you know and find like that it, it's wild like the chance to be able to have a like your own signature sneaker or signature colorway or something like that is is so few and far between especially now unless you don't unless you're like a huge name or something like that you know it is wild so i really love what Saucony's doing and i think that the j tip shoes is amazing i think it's wild because for me i wouldn't put it in my top three or top five i think yeah. i think there's i think there's probably like 
three or four shoes before it for sure. Um, I mean, that action Bronson New Balance, man. If I could, oh. it's like because I feel like it comes from the same. That's a good one. Yeah, I think it comes from the same uh, realm, right? They're both yes. sneakerheads, and they're both like they saw the sneaker that they wanted to make when they were a kid or like they want, they were like, or they were looking at a shoe and were like, you know, Oh, these are, these are sneakers that, you know, real sneakerheads will appreciate. And I think, I think J tips took his approach and, you know, he added his colors, you know, based on his hats and stuff like that. And if you aren't familiar about, you know, J tips, you are now because of it. And then you also have action Bronson who, grew up on sneakers and he talks about you know his love for sneakers how his, his mom would go to long island to just to get new balances and then it, it he put out a crazy colorway shoe too that people were like i don't get it oh this is that and you're like yeah. you don't get this shoe but then you yeah. look at j tips with like seven different colors and animal prints and you're like i get this shoe you know so i definitely think it's a great shoe i feel like to me i think what takes a couple points away from it is the model like the azura grid is cool but it's also so wild as a a model you know it is is. (laughs) man aaron this has been fun as hell uh yo tell people where they can find you Oh, thanks everyone. And uh, first and foremost, shout out to Haas, um, my first kick, kicks podcast. Um, man, check it out. Uh, Haas has been doing great work, man. And and so it's definitely important to support him. If you want to find me, front page Aaron on Instagram, front page shoes on YouTube, I'm going to start uploading more there. Uh, but yeah, man, front page Aaron, hopefully um, you'll see me and Haas do more of this together. Uh, definitely Instagram lives at least. And, uh, Thank you for having me, bro. Yo, yo. <laughs> and you know where to find me. I am who is Haas on all social medias. Follow the podcast on My First Kicks Pod. Follow the podcast on TikTok and YouTube at My First Kicks. And if you have a My First Kicks story, hit me up, myfirstkickspod at gmail.com. And you know what we say every week, everybody, wear your kicks. Peace. Peace.